Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. There once was a cyber who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town. Farewell to old Australia. Jumped on a boat, their dreams to float. All the way to London town. They got a plan, the rich to scam. They're cutting out the middleman, the shysters, Bert and Maggie. Our story begins as the sun sets on old London town. And from out of the growing darkness wriggles the seedy creatures of the city's underbelly. Seeking out more of his own kind, our hero, Bert, readies himself for another of his morally questionable cash grabs from the inside of a handsome cab. And we're off. (laughs) It's a shame that Mum couldn't come. No, it's not. Why? Could she come? We're going to a night of bare-knuckle boxing, little Willie. She wouldn't enjoy it. Mum takes pleasure in all sorts of things. Fine. I wouldn't have enjoyed her wincing and gasping and asking if the fellows what are getting punched in the face are all right or not. That's just a bleed knot, Mr Bird. I know what it is. But I don't want to think about pain and suffering while I'm watching two men bloody their knuckles on each other's cheekbones. Besides, boxers are fine. Aren't they, Reggie? (laughs) Yeah. See? Boxes are fine. Yeah. Now, has Reggie the Giant had a lot of concussions? Yeah, I has. He's had loads. Has it done permanent damage? Yeah, uh, I think so. To look at him, yes. I mean, the nose. Uh, not not just the nose. Sometimes my ears. Uh, granted, the ears. Sometimes they ring. Oh, ear ringing never killed anyone? And they bleed sometimes. And sometimes, when I stand up quick... I can hear bits of me skull clicking into place. And sure, that's not great. But think of all the money you've saved on getting your teeth pulled. Much cheaper to get a man to punch them out. Practically free. Yeah. And them dentures give you a lovely smile, Reggie. Ears and nose notwithstanding. What was my point? That mum wouldn't enjoy boxing. That's right. What's more, she would not approve of our latest enterprise. Would she not, Mr Burt? Mum is very practical. She's got them scruples. Terribly scrupled is Maggie. She'd say we're ruining it for other people. That deceiving rich people is one thing, but tricking poor ones is kicking a dead horse when he's down. She would not care for our plan. Not one bit. You're right, Mr Burt. I usually am. What about you, Reggie? You got on the plan? Yeah. Good. Uh... Uh, only... Uh, yes? Tell me the plan one more time. <sighs> you are good for this, right, Reggie? He's good for this, Willie, isn't he? Because if he's still getting over his last concussion... Reggie just needs reminding now and then, don't you, Reggie? Yeah. Oh, needs reminding. The plan, Reggie, and listen up, because we may not get a chance to do this when we get where we're going, is that you are going to throw your match. Oh, right. Yeah. Not too soon, mind. Put up something reminiscent of a fight. We don't want any finger-pointing. Like that other fellow, uh, what's his name? Belt a crib. Uh, yeah, let Belt a crib throw a couple of punches and then take a juicy one to the face 
lay down and stay there. And then afterwards, we'll take you somewhere posh to nosh and share all our lovely winnings fairly. To the face? Yes, Reggie, to the face. Oh, it couldn't be stomach or chest. It's got to be face, Reggie. You're getting knocked out, remember? Who ever heard of a boxer getting knocked out by the stomach? Groin? Face. Oh, all right. Ah, we've arrived. Barclay Square? Little Willie, when you said you had to hold the fights throughout the city to hide from the police, I assumed you meant from slum to slum. This is terribly fancy for an evening of savage blood sports. This isn't where the boxing is happening. Then why are we here? Evening all. Julius Montjoy. Make a hole, would you? <sighs> and how are we all? What? Albert, Little William, Mr. The Giant. Willie. Mr. Burr. Don't make me ask the question. What question, Mr. Burr? Willie. Mum insisted, Mr. Burr. Why didn't you say anything to me? I would have insisted in the opposite direction. Sorry, Mr. Burr. I've been champing at the bits to go to one of these things. Used to box myself when I was at school. Really? I'd pay to see you go a round or two against Reggie here. It wasn't quite back alley bare knuckle. Rather, Queensbury rules. Huh. These events are so damnably illegal. And what with my father being a policeman, the policeman in many ways, it's hard to get an invitation. Is this meant to serve as some sort of mollification for my benefit? Mr. Burt, Mama has a great fondness for Mr. Montjoy. Call me Julius. I'd rather spend an evening with Wombat Willie, and he had the conversational ability of a toothbrush. It would mean a lot if you two got along. What a good lad you are. What do you say, old sport? Bury the hatchet? Only if it's in your back. I see. Well, I can't fault you for your consistent attitude. Come on, let's get this over with. Drive on! Yeah! Now this is more like it! I had no idea it'd be so busy. Also big. Old silk warehouse. One of the regular spots. It's how I always dreamed London would be. Packed wall to wall with shifty ne'er-do-wells. Each one a scheming cove, intent on making his dirty, dodgy fortune one way or another. And then there's you, wearing a top hat to a boxing match. I wonder if there's food. Ah, yes. There's a man selling sausages. I wouldn't if I were you, sir. Why is that? A long time between pig and pork, I'm guessing. You don't think I should? I, for one, wish you would. Off you go, Reggie. And remember the plan. Oh, I I do. I, I will. Got it all in here. Why are you tapping your neck? Oh. Your brain should be higher up. Higher. Higher. There it is. See you at the posh, Nosh. Hello there, sir. Fancy a flutter. Hello there, sir. What's boxing without a wager? Oh, it's the home of my wife. That's what it I'll is. I'll give you good odds. The rest of these bookies are crooks. They're all crooks. I'm a crook too, but I've told you, so you can trust me. Got my odds right here on check the board. Check out my odds, no, sir. No, check out my odds, sir. You. Me, sir? Yeah, ah, you. Boom. I've got ten pounds to put on Belter Crib. Have you now? Sure you can afford it? Sod off and take my money. As you say, sir. You're not betting on your boy, Reggie? Nope. Well, I... I will. I'll put a tenner on Reggie winning, a fiver on a knockout performance from Reggie, and another fiver that Reggie will land the first punch. Spread betting? A sensible man. Thank you. A sensible man never made a profit from gambling. Don't know about that, sir. I consider myself very sensible. You're the bookie. And the house always wins, sir. I'll see one of you after Crib versus Giant. Shall we move ringside? Yeah, all right. Oi. We will eat. Who's this? Evening Trapper. Something the matter? No matter. Boss wants to see you. All right. Mr. Burt, Julius, I'll nah, speak to you. He wants to see you and your friends. Does he? Let the boss know we're on our way, Trapper. 
Little Willy. Mr. Burr. Who was that? Who's the boss? Why does he want to see you? And why does he want to see us? It's uh, complicated, Mr. Burt. Long story short, them's the Whitechapel gentleman. He didn't look like a gentleman. It's a gang. Uh, he looked like he was in a gang. Well, the gentleman got this boxing going. That's how they make their money. Belt or crib, he's one of their fellas. One of our fellas. Really? Are you in a gang? Oh, I'm head of pickpocketing, Mr. Burt. Uh... Don't worry, Mr. Burt. No conflict of interest exists between you and my gang role. I, uh, corral rather than lift for the gentleman. But I get you your Yankees and such, just to keep me ending. Willie, oh, I'm not sure. If there's any trouble, there's a place you can go. Trouble? What trouble? No, no trouble. But it's best to be prepared. Look, there's a place. Star Yard, off Carry Street. Public bathroom. Tucked away it is. Any trouble, head there. Safe place for things to blow over. For what to blow over, Willie? If anything blows up, Mr. Burr. What are you talking about, Willie? Come on, best not to keep the boss waiting. There he is, my favourite little lad. How are you, wee Willie? I'm well, Mr. Glover. And your friends? A pleasure to meet the both of you. How'd you do? Evening. Wee Willie, you must introduce us proper. This is Mr. Burt and Mr. Montjoy. Mr. Montjoy? That's a name I've heard before. Oi, Mr. Peeler, you remember uh, Mr. Montjoy at all? Head of police. Mustachio mm. fellow. Right stick in the arse. Uh, pardon my language. Any relation? Of course not. The police. Yuck. I know we Willie wouldn't bring trouble into our midst. He's a good lad, aren't you? Yes, Mr. Glover. And besides, i seen you lay down some guineas. That's not like any policeman I've known. Leastways, not on duty. Allow me to introduce my associates. This here is Mr. Peeler. <sighs> he don't peel nothing. He just picks fights with the peelers. Coppers, by another name. Fine gentlemen like you probably don't know that. I know it now. And we've got Mr. Jemmy and Mr. Trapper. Yep. Evening. It's a pleasure to be having yourself in our little sporting arena. And, may I say, I do like your hat. Well, thank you. You see, Albert, people like the hat. Yeah, sure. I'm getting one made myself. Couldn't get a regular one, you understand, because me head's too big. My wife had a right laugh, she did. You've got a big head both ways, Mr. Glover, she says. Because me head's big, and I'm big-headed about running the finest organisation of enterprising gentlemen in the city. Are you talking about your gang? It's not a gang, sir. Never a gang. Just a band of like-minded individuals that are in the habit of making their business in the cracks of society, where the laws don't matter so much. Sounds like a gang to me, wouldn't you say, Albert? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Not a gang, sir. My wife wouldn't hear about me being in a gang. A lady she is. Wears the dresses, gets her hair done, that sort of thing. Sent our daughter to the finest school that I'd have her, and they've done her up a treat. She pronounces her H's and all. What she needs now is a proper gentleman to take her hand. Like you, sir. Oh, how flattering. But tonight isn't about marriage or my very eligible daughter. Tonight's about boxing. Right, lads? Good money to be made. Who do you put your guineas on? Our friend Reggie. He's a fine fellow. And you, sir? I'm all in on Belter. Are you? Well, we'll have to see how that turns out for you. Do enjoy yourself. We run a very tidy, very clean operation, we do. For the most part. We Willie, your little lad's out doing good business. Picking pockets as we speak, Mr Glover. Glad to hear it. Enjoy yourself. Perhaps we'll share a little snifter of brandy afterwards, my friend. Perhaps, if you like. And I can tell you more about my daughter. Oh. (laughs) 
All right, out you go. Come on, Mr. Burt. He was a friendly fella. He liked you. Did he? But you'll be up soon, Mr. Burt. Good. I'm getting the overwhelming urge to get the job done and go home. What job? Just remember, Mr. Burt, that place off Carry Street, if there's any trouble. Willie, what trouble are you anticipating? Just a precaution, Mr. Burt. Willie. Enjoy the match. Oh, that boy. He's a bright little chap. A good lad. I wish I knew what the hell he's up to. Come on, I've got some money to make. One of us has some money to make. Yeah, keep dreaming. There they are. Well, there's Reggie. One assumes the other is Belter Crib. You think? The two heavyweights are squaring off. Reggie the Giant has a steely gaze. Haven't seen him this focused since before his 12th concussion. Or Crib, matching him. Eye to eye. Here we go. They're circling each other. Neither one giving ground. Belter Crib is looking strong, like a Greek god in the torso. We're near 13 stone. You can't underestimate the mad lad from Kentish Town. 14 stone sunner, clearing six foot. Feet from Belter. Reggie not falling for it. They're circling each other. Still circling each other. It's true. Careful now. Reggie lumbering forward. He's built for strength, not speed. Belter edging back. Reggie doing the same. Come on now. One of these lads needs to throw a punch. Here we go. They're closing in. What are they? They're both... Knocked out? For a single punch? Uh Oh, we've got trouble. What will the riot-ready Victorian crowd make of both boxers taking a dive? And with no winner, how will Bert recoup his winnings? Find out after this message. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at that'snotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that'snotcanon. Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. I hope you're enjoying our current episode and I hope you enjoyed our previous episode. Let's cut straight to my dad's review. He loved it, can you believe it? Well you shouldn't because he didn't. He thought it was too predictable and he could see my Sweeney Todd references coming from a mile off. Sorry about that dad. How did you feel about it? Let me know. If you're familiar with my monologuing then you know there are lots of ways to do it in the episode description. Or you could always attach your feedback to a 5 star review on iTunes. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Back to the episode. Bye. Angered at a disappointing bout of boxing, the sports fans of London have taken to the streets to express their outrage. While the masses riot, our heroes, at least for this evening, are hiding down a little-known alleyway in a seldom-used public toilet. Phew. That was a close call. You're telling me. Do you think we're safe down here? Little Willie seemed to think it would be. And it is tucked away, not the sort of place I'd head if I was a riding mob. Sound advice he gave us. He's a good lad. Mm. Did we have to hide in a cubicle? No, we didn't. I chose to hide in a cubicle and you invited yourself in. I thought we should stick together. Mm. And the other cubicle was occupied. Ah, maybe it's the lad. Come to hide as well? Maybe. Little William? Is that you? It's little Willie, you knob. Sorry, Albert. And it's Bert. We ain't small talking in a salon at the moment, are we? I suppose not. And you can call me Julie, if you like. I don't like. Where were we? Ah, yes. Little Willie, is that you in the other stall? No. Apologies, sir. Didn't mean to disturb. Continue with your business. Uh, Actually, 
do you have a newspaper with you at all? Do you think two men in a toilet cubicle would be reading a newspaper? Oh, to be fair, if there were two men together in a toilet cubicle who might be reading the newspaper, it's us. Because uh, otherwise it's boredom in here. Huh? We don't have a newspaper. Or a book. Or a pair of socks you don't need. Why? Is everything alright, sir? Oh, only I was at a boxing match not far from here. So were we. Things took a nasty turn. It did, sir. Very nasty. Very nasty indeed. A riot, it seems. Well, that's why we're hiding down here. We aren't here for any other reason. I think we might be talking about a different nastiness. See, at the boxing match there was this man selling sausages. Oh dear. Oh, see where this is going. And it was perfectly normal going down, but... Coming out the other side is proven to be... Don't say We don't need to know. Traumatic. So anything absorbent would be appreciated. Fred not, friend. You're shit out of luck. (laughs) Do you hear my pun? Very good, Bert. You know, I've never been inside a public bathroom before. Where'd you go when you're out and about then? Go? You know, where'd you go? Oh, on the street... Around a corner, tree, if there's one going spare. Charming. You should tell Mr. Glover that. He'd induct you into the gentleman in a heartbeat. Who's that? Shh! you know about this place, Jimmy? The little lad told me about it months ago. Place to hide out when dodging the peelers. Don't dodge peelers, as a rule. We know, Mr. Peeler. It's the gentleman, the gang. like dogs. You gotta train them to behave as you want. What about you, boss? Saw that one fella get his hand on you. And I appreciate you curb stomping him on my behalf. No worries, Scott. It's a bloody disgrace! It was. A Whitechapel gentleman, hiding in the loose. You can't strong arm a riot, boss. You don't tell me what we do! You ain't the head of this society, trapper! This society just made a ruddy fool of itself, didn't you it? You think I don't know that? You don't think the wife's gonna remind me of that when I get home after this? It was supposed to be a big night for us. Someone will have to pay for this! I'm gonna roll a few heads, see if I don't. And we're gonna start with those two lads in a ring. Belt a bloody crib and Reggie the bloody giant. I thought I saw them getting trampled in the riot. To death. They'll wish it was once I'm through with them. And we need to find whoever put them up for it. What do you mean? Belter and Reggie, two lads that don't go down in Ari, both folding from a single punch. Someone's on the take. Belter kept opening one eye. And Reggie kept scratching his... Not the brightest, lads. Someone set both of them up to throw them out. This could ruin the gang, you know? People start thinking that the gentlemen are throwing rigged matches. It won't happen. I won't allow it. The gentlemen will keep their sterling reputation if I have to climb in a ring and beat the teeth out of every boxer in the East End myself. You can start with them rioting upstairs then, boss. You shut your mouth, trapper. The streets might be running wild tonight, but I'm still the boss of this bathroom. Uh, excuse me. What's that? Sorry to disturb, but does anyone have a newspaper? A bloody eavesdropper! No, 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 please! Don't come in! What's wrong with you, fella? It was the sausage! I'm usually very regular! Get him out of here! You can't wait! What's that? Jimmy, get his legs! Get your hands off me! I just need my trousers! You can't take me out of here without my trousers, please! Trapper, check that other cubicle! Sure, boss. Yeah. Get out of there. Don't worry, we're coming. And we didn't have the sausage. Well, well, well. It's my gentleman from earlier. In the toilet with another man. Strictly for hiding purposes only. Hiding? From a little riot? Just like your entire street gang. I'm not in the mood for lip, lad. Stop. 
point, boss. Extremely not in the mood. Especially as you... Me? Yeah, you, with your second-hand suit and your funny accent. Your buddy-buddy with Reggie, ain't you? Who? Don't play with me. Reggie the Giant? Oh, I barely know him. Aren't even on friendly terms. I call him Mr. the Giant. That's how formal our terms are. In fact, he's your fella and you gambled against him, did you not? Much in the way a match fixer would. What's this, boss? Where'd these two come from? We were performing our ablutions and now we're on our way. I'm afraid not, sir. I want a word with both of you about Reggie going down ten seconds into a bout that was supposed to earn me a fortune. Well, what about Belter Crib? He's one of yours, little Willie told me. You want to have a word about cheating and fixing? I'd have a look in a mirror. The gentlemen don't cheat. Ain't now code of ethics. Such as it is. That's right. What an insulting suggestion. Come to think of it, that's why you were so smug when I said I was betting on Belter. You were confident I'd lose, weren't you? And why is that? Because you'd asked your own fella to throw the match, didn't you? How dare you, boy? Do you know who you're speaking to? That'd make sense. Belter is ours, after all. He wouldn't cross you. Which means that you asked him to cross you. Meaning he didn't cross you at all, but threw the match at your request. Means you fixed our matches. This is your fault. You bloody wretches. How dare you turn against me? I share the fault, if anything. You see, it's just like I said. Little Willie? Mr Glover can't be trusted. He doesn't have the gang's interests at all. You're right, lad. It's like you've been saying for weeks. I should have listened to you more. Wee Willie, what are you talking about? He's more interested in gentrifying his own brood than keeping the streets. I made this gang! Pulled a lot of you out of muck to do it! And you've done good work. But now your day is done, Mr Glover. Oh, you've done the gentleman dirty. You ain't a gentleman anymore. You can't turn on me! You... Bastards! You traitorous bastards! Mr. Burt? Mr. Montjoy? Yeah? Little Willie? Seems to be quieting down on the street. Why don't you head on up? Right. Sure. Good night, all. Till next time. Yeah. What an evening! You're telling me. Scarce catch my breath. Uh, it's over now. I hope so. Oh, hello, Mr. Burt. Reggie! You all right? You look dreadful, Reggie. Oh, bleeding from the head. Got uh, stood on a bit. Soon be you right as right as rain. No ear ringing or nothing. Well, as long as you're well, Reggie. That's the important thing. You know, uh, what with people yelling and spitting at me, and what with the head pains and the ears, uh, I think I'm gonna sit out from boxing. I think that would be a good idea, Reggie. Might go back to me dad's place in Kentish Town and sell broccoli and the like at the market. I think you should. Yeah, all right. Uh, Thanks for the plan, Mr Bird. Sorry there was no posh knock. Bye, Reggie. Mind how you go, Reggie. What a swell ending for a truly friendly fellow. What are you so chipper about? We got out, didn't we? Had a rollicking time before the unpleasant post-boxing bout business began. Well then, why so glum? I lost ten pounds on that fight. Do you know how many scones we had to sell? How many cups of tea? I was going to use the money from this fight to finally paint the sign above the shop. You finally picked a name then? Shut up. Oh, ten pounds. Ten pounds I won't see again soon, let me tell well, you. If that's all that's upsetting you. There you go. What's that? Ten pounds. 
You disgust me, you know that? Oh, well... I didn't say I wouldn't accept it. I'm not saying we're friends, mind. Mr Burt, before you go... Oh, hi, a little Willie. How goes things in the toilet? I hope nothing too untoward happened to Mr Glover. He was a strange fellow, but he didn't seem wholly bad. Don't worry, sir. He's gone to the farm where all retired gang members go. Oh? I wanted to say, Mr Burt... Yeah? About this evening. Don't tell Mum. Huh? About my gang. It'd break her heart. And neither one of us wants to break her heart, I'm sure. No. No, we wouldn't. I know we're all invested in Maggie's happiness. Shut up and mind your business. As you say, Bert. You know, Mr Bert, it would mean a lot to me if you made an effort to get along with Mr Montjoy. Because that'd make Mum happiest of all. And I wouldn't want to see Mum unhappy. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't. Good night, then. Got a few more errands to run before home. Sure. Night, little Willie. Such a good lad. Shall we get a hansom cab? Or would you prefer to ride alone? We can ride together. That'd be good. Yeah. I can drop you off before proceeding home. I know you're just going to sneak in Maggie's room later. Just come on over, if you must. Oh, are we friends now? Only because I don't want to get stabbed by little Willie in a public toilet. Oh. Oh. Do you think Mr Glover? Oh. Oh, he's such a good lad. Come on. Let's hop a hansom cab. Yeah. And so our heroes head for home. Now the bosomest of buddies. Will Bert keep his promise to play nice? Or will little Willie have to shank a knark? There's only one way to find out. Join us next time for more cracking, historically accurate Victorian adventures with Bert and Maggie. Bert and Maggie featured the voices of... Kieran Davey as Bert. David Moss as Julius Montjoy and Little Willie. Matt Graham as the narrator, Reggie and Mr Peeler. Matt James as bookie number one and Jemmy. David Stokes as bookie number two and the traumatised man. Adam Dergerman as Trapper. And... Andrew James Spooner as Mr Glover. Words by Kieran Davey. Music by Matthew Shamer. <laughs>